and welcome to the Markeisha Hall podcast. I'm your host, Markeisha Hall, uh, IEP coach, parent empowerment partner, and certified autism travel professional. And today I have with me a very special guest. We found each other on Instagram because we're both special education teachers, special needs moms, travelers. What else? <laughs> we had a lot of things in common. I think that, yeah, we've got a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> so Instagram um, twinners. Yes, yes. We I was like, oh, this sounds looks like my my bio too. Um, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Lindsay. I am Lindsay Matson. I have a master's degree in special education and currently teach uh, middle school special education in Utah. I also own a tutoring company where we tutor students with special needs. It's called Strive Education Services. And we do tutoring virtually or in person in Utah. And then I have two special needs children. So two kids with IEPs. Um, One has autism and one is classified currently as developmental delay. Okay. Well, you have two IEPs going into this. And I love, yeah. (laughs) And I love to travel. Love it. And I, and and I do too. (laughs) Um, So what we what we do also is we love to travel and um but it's not always easy when you have a child that has a disability to just um hop on a plane or even go to a new place even if it was something small so i haven't gone as far as the places that you've gone so tell us some of the places that you guys have um gone to or maybe i should say maybe you're what are your top three places that you love that you guys have gone to? Oh, Hawaii. We mm-hmm. live there, so that's kind of a cheat, but we travel, yeah. we island hops between all the islands. Um, Alaska was our vacation this summer. Absolutely fabulous. And then we love Las Vegas. Oh, yes. We, we don't do the strip. You know, we keep it family friendly, but we love Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. <laughs> when you say family friendly, I uh, have a little funny <laughs> about that. Um, you know, the billboards that go around. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. My son was um four, my oldest son, he was like four, and he was like hot babes, and we were like, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. We were, yeah, we yeah. stay off the so, strip, we go to <laughs> pools, we go hiking. Right. You know, much more friendly, family friendly. Yes, yes. You got to be careful when you're t- taking the kids yeah. on the show because you never know what you will go into. So, sure. um, so how I get a, the question a lot because our youngest um, is autistic and we do travel with him since he was um, it came into our home at two and two and a half. Um, but mm-hmm. a lot of families reach out and are like, "How?" it's difficult just to get them to maybe transition to going to the grocery store or different environments. And um, you have three kids in total. So just traveling with kids, let's just put that out there is different. (laughs) It's a whole different beast. Yes. Kids in general and traveling is um, a whole different, a whole different thing. So adding the mix that our kiddos that have a disability um, keeps a lot of families, um, the surveys, that they have like with autism travel, et cetera, not traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, how do you guys 
how did you say? Well, we're just we're gonna we're gonna tackle this because this is what we love to do, or maybe you previously was traveling before you had kids, and like I'm gonna keep up with this um, tradition. What gets you traveling? So there, do you think it's kind of into the traveling one? That was going to be a part of our family. Um, the second thing is my ex-husband, my kid's dad is military. So we didn't have tons of choice. We kind of had to do it. You know, you have to move. You have to, I guess we didn't have to. He traveled a lot for work and we just opted to travel along with him. Okay. Um, and so it pushed us out of our comfort zone very early on. Um, and I think the first trip is the hardest, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, getting it organized, getting a child used to a long car ride or a plane ride or a train ride or whatever you end up doing. Um, that's always the hardest. With anything with you know, especially autism kids. My oldest is autistic, um, and my developmental delay girl. They thrive on routines. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's good for them to not always have that routine because sadly in this world, you don't always get that routine. It's good for them to learn to go with the flow, but I always make sure they know what to right. expect. So they know the process of an airport. You know, I don't just take them to the airport and throw it right. in. They know what to expect at the airport, what to expect on the flight, what to expect when we get there. They know the steps of the trip um, and they've done really well with that. When I just kind of lay it out right. day by day, um, naturally I'm a more spontaneous traveler. I would just get up and go, but with kids, especially special needs kids, I found that out what you're going to be doing. So the night before you can review it with them. That it's not the same routine as when you're at home. It right. still is a little bit different, but that has helped prevent a lot of meltdowns for me. Yes. Yes. I like that you said that um, your children, and I just think, uh, like I just said, kids in general, but especially um, our kiddos that have autism thrive on routine, but it is important. I agree with this. I know some people won't is to disrupt that sometimes um, mm-hmm. because that's how, you know, when we're thinking about them living independently as they possibly can, once they get older, that's how it's going to happen, right? It's not going to happen um, the way that um, your routine may go. And I feel just like you, it's like, we have to, when I get to see it, then I can prepare him for as many different um, instances that he'll come in. So then we can problem solve them. Like if this comes up, then you can do this kind of um, mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, because they do happen. And I do agree that the first one is the hardest. <laughs> I just <Yep. laughs> remember the vacation and he actually was um, not diagnosed at the time and just had come into our home um, through foster care. So we really mm-hmm. had no, no, <laughs> no, no clue. There's lots of that. I was like, we're on vacation. He's melting down by the pool. We weren't, I didn't prepare him like I do now because we just didn't know because we were just getting to know him in our home. Um, 
so yeah, it's, it's, it's um, after that though, but if you've seen the pictures lately that he's just like, yeah, going on vacation. <laughs> yeah. They end up loving it. My kids with special yeah. needs love the travel just as much as my right. other child does. Yes. So Alaska. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was fabulous. We had so much fun. I am a single mom. So I did that one. Just me and my three kids. Um, so it was an adventure for sure. Wow. Uh, but like I said, I just, we set up a schedule. The other tip I have, um, and I'm going to be posting a freebie on my Instagram of travel tips with special needs kids. Um, the other tip I have is I let each kid pick one activity for the trip. Mm. So in Alaska, there's so much to do. You can hike, you can fish, you can go to museums. Um, and every kid got to pick one day, uh, okay. which gave them, it gives them some ownership. Yeah. And then it also teaches them taking turns. You know, today's not your day. I know maybe you don't want to do your sister's activity, but that's her choice. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it teaches a couple good life skills there and it keeps them engaged and gives them some ownership over the trip. I like that idea. I like that a lot. And I think that um, it's important too that the siblings of uh, kiddos that have special needs are often maybe miss out on some of the things that um, typically they would be doing if their sibling didn't have a disability because of maybe the fear of meltdowns, just the fear of, of traveling, even if you didn't have a child with a disability, it's just different. You, you're going to mm -hmm. a different place um, until you get well-traveled. They're like, oh, we've been here before, but every new destination, it's new to everyone. Um, so what would you say to encourage, encourage parents to um, get to, to get out there, especially if you have a, uh, like, like siblings, you have other kids because then they're not getting to experience those things, you know, also. I think start small. Mm. A trip to Alaska as a family <laughs> is probably out of reach for a first vacation mm -hmm. for most kids, most families with special needs kids. Right. Start small. Start mm -hmm. with, you know, I live in Utah, so Vegas is a five hour drive. We mm -hmm. have friends there. It's very like comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. You can start even smaller than that. Go to a hotel in your neighborhood yes. and just try a hotel and do a little staycation for a weekend mm -hmm. or camp in your backyard. Start mm -hmm. small and then build up to it um, mm -hmm. because it's going to be overwhelming for everyone. If you're like, oh, we're going to go to Alaska for a week. We've right. never traveled before. My kids have never been on a plane before. Right. That's a huge step. So start small. Yeah, start small. I can agree with that. We did not start small. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we already have the That's plan. That's okay. And we it, we're getting on this plane and and it it's a whole nother podcast. We did not start small when we <laughs> first Start with um, Josiah because we just didn't know. And yeah, 
that was quite the experience for all of us when we still talk about it. We laugh about it today, but there was there was lots of tears and not just from Josiah from that first trip. Um, we could have mm-hmm. really prepared. Had we known, we would have we would have prepared. Um, so when you get to a, a destination, so you prepare, how do you prepare them? Because you say that you plan and you prepare the kids um, for a trip. Are you using pictures, videos, or um, what does that kind of look like when you're preparing them to be out of their uh, routine? For me, it's a lot of pictures and conversations. Um, <laughs> pictures of the Airbnbs, the hotels, the play, you know, the museums, the hikes, so they can visualize where we are going and what we are going to be doing, mm-hmm. and then they can move forward and know, oh, this is what my room is going to look like on vacation. This mm-hmm. is what, you know, and my kids, my kids have been flying since they were like three months old, and so. Mm-hmm them to airports there are great youtube videos out there that explain what security is how to go through security mom takes your shoes off you keep them on um and i think that is essential for kids to understand airports because airports are kind of a beast in of themselves right i'm an adult and i don't love airports right and so help prepare your kids for an airport, for an airplane, show them some YouTube videos um, because pictures just don't quite grasp what an airport really is. Yeah. And then give yourself extra time. Uh, Absolutely. Like, absolutely. When I travel alone, I'm one of those, like get to the airport an hour before, just rush through, I'm good. When you're traveling with kids, make sure you've got you know, hour and a half, two hours. So there's plenty of time to that get through everything. Great. We are travel out of LAX, which is notoriously oh. one of the, yeah. So you're amazed. That's where we're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was that um, experience and just airports in general, definitely give yeah. yourself enough time. There's always someone, even though you went to the bathroom, that's always our little hangup. You're like right going oh, through. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is the. Didn't we just pass by five hundred? Oh, yeah. You know. And you have to <laughs> stop and buy water for everyone because you can't oh, yeah. go through security. There's right. so many little things. Right. That the first time I flew alone with kids, not well prepared, and it was very rushed and very hectic. And I was like, nope, no more. Hour and a half, two hours at least, right. kids. Maybe we should just do a whole podcast on the airport. I think all those little things now that you're saying them and probably um, we should, you're probably putting in your tips um, for a thing, but maybe just the the airport, like you said, going through with the the liquids, that's not. So you have to get rid of all the stuff, go back to security, pick up everyone else's um, drink, especially now because they aren't serving the way that they used to. Um, yeah, exactly. It's uh, totally pandemic traveling. Now. Yeah. Pand- pandemic traveling is yeah. a little bit different, um, but you always want to have your um, snacks and juice and water and all those things for the plane ride, which is in and itself. And I don't know if they have this in 
Utah, but some airports have a program that can help um, help kid um, families experience like the airport without going to the airport. I'm gonna have to remember what that's called. Wings. I think it's Wings for Autism. I'm gonna write that. Oh, down. that's awesome! I have not heard of that. Yeah, I think it is something like that because I it, we've did it before when I was teaching. I'm gonna check it out. We'll we'll, we'll look into it together. And there's also Perfect. TSA Cares um, that can help with the screening process, and you can um, identify that you your child or if if you're a disabled adult um, can get some help going through security and letting your airline know that you might need some more assistance. TSA cares. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Those are great programs. So I am probably off task because we could talk about traveling so much, you know, since we walked through it. So I'm like, Oh yeah, we might be skipping over some steps for families that are, just even thinking about broaching um, the topic. And one thing that I know that I hear from a lot of families and not even if they were traveling, just going out to um, dinner or maybe to the park is that they're uh, very um, conscious of if their child does have a meltdown out in public. Like I don't want to be in, you know, Cancun on the beach and my child has a meltdown um, how do you have the confidence, right? To like, we're going to go here. I don't want to put words in your mouth. So that's a big fear for a lot of families. <laughs> no. Big fear for a lot of families is, you know, my child is going to have a meltdown and we're at this, you know, it doesn't even have to be a big place. It could be mm-hmm. where we don't go out to dinner we don't do these types of things because my child's going to have a meltdown and everyone's going to be looking at us. Um, and I'm sure that you've experienced that sometime in your um, lifetime with your kiddos. And let's, let's talk about that. That's a real, you know, fear for a lot of families. Yeah. So I think you just have to be confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. as a parent, as a special needs parent. And that is awkward and it's hard and people will stare. Um, but it's, and again, it's kind of a start small, take them to McDonald's and build up to it. You know, my kids, when we were in Alaska, we went to a very nice restaurant because I wanted good seafood. Um, mm-hmm. And my daughter did have a meltdown and we just, you know, took care of it and we moved on. But I think it's a confidence issue. And I think a lot of, I could be on and talk about this for another half an hour. Um, Just having that confidence in yourself and in your child and in your family that it's okay that you guys are a little bit different. Um, And I think a lot of times other families will see it and they'll think, Oh, maybe there is something there. And it teaches p- a, other adults mm-hmm. understanding and patience that yes. there are other humans in this world who are a little bit different and we have to work with them. Yes. Yes. I love that. I, I, I 
always feel, um, I don't know. I don't want to say sad because it's not like pity, but I just want parents to be like, this is, I don't care. I go out even prior to me having my son. Um, I feel like, you know, by my, one of my kiddos, he had a pacifier way past the time that people felt he should have a pacifier, but I was fine with that. People like, isn't he too old to have a pacifier? I Mm -hmm. kindly (laughs) was like, this is, this is what we do at our family. It's a podcast. I won't say all the things that I said, but um, yeah, you've got to. I do, would love for families yeah. to. Yeah, that's why I love having you on. I love that we connected because you are out. You're out there <laughs> with your three kids. Um. Yeah. In Alaska, single mom. Two of the kiddos have uh, disabilities, and you're like, we're gonna go to this restaurant because I want good seafood. We're in Alaska. We'll have to talk about how good that seafood was. I know it had to be delicious <laughs> in Alaska. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so good. More families that, you know, see like, yeah, we go out. We we have meltdowns at the beach or we still have our sleep issues at the resort. And there's uh-huh. this is how we, you know, navigate it through through that. I think it can, you know, encourage parents. That's what we want to do. Encourage them that we've been there. <laughs> And um, that they can, you know, get out there too, because I believe that's how we start inclusion. We have to see families. Um, and sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys do this, sometimes or we're out and you see a child that maybe is stimming or um, having a meltdown, you can give a, um, like, hey, I'm, I'm there for you kind of thing. Like, you're like, oh, I've been there before. Yeah. Like, can offer, you know, a different perspective or you're like, oh, good, they're out too. Oh, I, you know, just something kind um, to say to that family when they're out and about in the community. So, yeah, I got some good tips here just to recap what Lindsay said um, with traveling is to start small. (laughs) Um. I really enjoyed that you said choose an activity, have a child choose an activity for that day. There's lots of concepts that go into that. Um, Pictures and um, combos about where you guys are going and what it looks like. And using YouTube videos, I don't use YouTube enough, but that is a really good thing to really get immersed in like the airport. Um, Pictures, you're right. Pictures for something like that. It's not like a hotel room where it's static. Like, oh, there's your bed. The airport's always changing. So that was an excellent tip um, to really like em- em- um, embrace what something like a, a airport would look like. Is there anything you would yeah. add to that? No, I think that's a great list. And I'm going to finish it up, round it up to an even 10. And you can check it out on, you can follow me at strive.education.services. And I'll have that out next week. Oh, awesome. So we'll um, tag everything in um, the notes section of this. And just quickly before we um, wrap up, let us know about your tutoring services. You are in Utah. However, 
Well, I'll let you tell them about it. Let's talk about that because the school year is coming up. Yeah, so I am. Yes. And I think there's lots of great tutors out there, but so few have the special education training, which you need if you have a special education kid. And so I, it won't always be me working with your kid. I have great tutors who work for me that I train and we almost create an IP for tutoring. It's individualized. It can be homework help. It can be filling in the gaps. It can be working on IEP goals. It can be a variety of executive functioning. Anything that your kiddo might need, we incorporate the whole child into our tutoring. Um, and we just, yeah, we're there to support you and help you and your child. So you can yeah. find me. Um, the best thing about it is it's Utah prices, no matter where you are in the country. So if oh. you live in California, right. I'm not charging you <laughs> California prices. So. I might be signing up then. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's quite a bit cheaper than, right. you know, some of the big cities. Well, Lindsay, what I really love about it too, and for the parents that are out there um, going into this school year and, um, why I'm glad that we're on this podcast before school starts for everybody is because of the pandemic and just education in general, and especially special education, there's going to be things that are going to, going to come up. Um, So being prepared ahead of time. And what I love is that you are special education teachers. So you get the structure of the school day and things like that, but you're also a mom. So it's lived experiences so you're not going to be saying um, some things that we've all heard from um, parents and teachers. And me as a teacher has said to parents prior to having a child with a disability in my home. Mm-hmm. So not just, of course, Bashi, I love teachers. I've done this myself and it's not practical. Now that I'm thinking about some of the things I was like, I told this to a parent when I was a teacher, but being at home with my autistic son, this is, you know, just. Set a, you know, it's not practical. Yeah, it's not not practical. That's not going to work out for us. So you have lived experiences, lived experience, and special education experience, and that's why your tutoring services would work so well for families because it's going to be some practical advice um, and practical tools. Excuse me, that are that you're able to use in everyday life, and that's what we want for our parents to be able to enjoy their parenting experience by making it just practical. I guess that's what I want to say. So I love that yeah. you're doing it. And yeah, I really definitely. love that prices because California is really expensive. <laughs> we can't even get gas yeah. out here. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a still, I'm a still for California prices. I've done my oh, research. Okay. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good old California. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much. I know. Uh, I hear more kids bustling. Thank you. We will have to circle yeah, back. You get back there's to so many things. <laughs> there's yes, so many things that we let's can um, talk about. And I'll make sure you guys go ahead and make sure to follow Lindsay at Strive Education on Instagram, correct? Strive Education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, strive.education, right? Yeah. And um, I'll make sure to type it up in the notes, though, because. Yes. Probably people are listening to podcasts, running or grocery shopping or whatever. So I'll make sure to have it in the notes. 
and uh, we'll connect again on several other different topics. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you again so much. Okay, thank you. You have a great day. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Marquis Hall podcast. I hope you have a great rest of the day and go ahead and leave a five-star review.